0: I've had some scary moments, and I mean it's probably one of the few places in the world where nerve agents are a, are a genuine threat because of the the valleys with the hill the winds that run down them. Oh, comedy things! It's like the uh, our EOD guys—they decided. Or no, it was it wasn't the EOD. It was the dog dog handlers. They decided that they're going to train their dogs by burying their some their test explosives. All in one spot, in the middle of the night, out near a road.
1: Welcome to How I Embraced the Suck, a podcast where you get to hear from veterans what life in the military is really like. I am your host, Walt. And before we start, you should know that I do not censor the show in any way you have been warned Well, if the writer goes out, we'll just restart it. It has happened. <laughs> Often. So. Uh, but, but, um, oh, hi choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- Did you look it up or something? Is it the yeah. same same um, composition?
0: Actually, no, I didn't. Oh, I started looking to make sure I called it the right name, but... Um, <laughs> it's like... It's like
1: <clears throat> yeah, basically just Let's like see. sugar and gelatin and some kind of vague fruit, fruit flavor.
0: It's not vague. It's awesome. Hydrogenated palm kernel oil, gelatin. That's what the, probably unique texture, I guess, is hydrogenated palm, palm kernel oil. Glucose syrup also. Ah. Glucose syrup is where it's at.
1: Well, yeah, of course. Glucose. I mean, you had me, you had me at glucose. And, uh, I don't <laughs> know. And syrup maybe, just made it better.
0: It's, it's a pure sugar, so it doesn't bother a lot of people that don't like, um, like corn syrup. Oh, oh, sure. Belong, sure. Doesn't don't get along with. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: well, I like sugar.
0: It is the most commonly abused addictive chemical probably on earth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that one. <laughs> or especially the most acceptable to to abuse.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's, socially acceptable. It's, I mean, like all things, you know, people judge other people based on the things that they themselves do not do. So um, if you're not a smoker, clearly you're not one of those unrighteous smokers. (laughs) Right. If you, but if you, if you smoke pot, then you're just an easygoing normal guy. And all those other people are, that don't smoke it are just uptight, you know, righteous wannabes.
1: Yeah, yep, for sure. It's a basic
0: standard of of human um, judgment. It's basic human standard of human standards of judgment.
1: If if it if it disagrees with what I believe, then it's wrong. And if it agrees with what I believe, then it's right.
0: Yeah. If it disagrees <laughs> with what I do, it's wrong. Oh,
1: well, yeah, there, there, is a belief, there is a distinction.
0: Belief tends to follow action to a much more dis- a very disturbing level.
1: Hmm. Sure. Sure. People justify
0: what they do. They they're quite clever. <laughs> so sure, heard some really impressive ones.
1: Yeah. 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 We'll probably probably should introduce you uh, to the listener today. We have uh, Jacob, a former member of the second most ironically named branch of the military, and that is Army Intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> it's only funny because it's true
0: well like I say high IQ and smart are two different things (laughs) that don't necessarily reside in the same person
1: were were most of the people in your unit high IQ or smart or neither
0: there were some some of all kinds (laughs) but I mean I mean, somebody that said the oldum. I forget which Greek guy said some Greek philosopher said something along the lines of that you know without you know there's no genius without some insanity. Hmm. Sure. Some people kind of lean pretty heavily in one direction or the other.
1: With the unfortunate result that uh when people recognize that statement, sometimes when they see insanity they assume genius. <laughs> True, this is true, <laughs> which is what I aspire to. That people think that of me.
0: Oh, well, admittedly, genius is often used to describe someone who just happened to be right, regardless of how they arrived there.
1: Oh, oh, sure, yeah, 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 Eureka and all that, something like that. Although he was, uh, Archimedes was intelligent enough, he might have happened across it, but he was intelligent enough to realize the difference. I don't know. Kind of like Newton. I'm sure a lot of people had apples fall on their head, but he was the first one who said, Hey.
0: <laughs> well, Newton to- Newton was almost certainly on the spectrum. If you look at some of and also Oh, he, sure. And he was but also he- I think he suffered he suffered a little bit from once you reach a certain level of the IQ, then it's pretty much impossible to find anyone to relate to. So you, mm, sure, yeah, one of the great creators of insanity really is loneliness.
1: Uh, well, the the spectrum is really just a grade of how cool you are. Let's be honest.
0: Is that <laughs> to, what they're calling it now? Who told you this? <laughs>
1: to a certain extent, maybe it's there's a there's a a bell curve or not a bell curve, but a, there's a point of optimum efficiency. You want to be on the spectrum, but not. Off the edge of
0: it. Uh, that's, of course, subjective to whatever you're trying to accomplish. So if you're trying to be the guy who writes the original book on mathematics, well, I mean, you can really be really high in the IQ and low on the social skills and do yeah. just great. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: And be widely read for a long time. Yes. <laughs> and to great to great value of a lot of people, I'm sure. So
0: hmm
1: well uh there's one rabbit trail passed by oh, there we go what uh so military army et cetera service what what did you what was your what's your story
0: well intelligence analysts all the way I kind of got in i when I got in, I told them that's what I wanted to do and I had the scores for it, so they um. oh kind of oh okay, so from okay. the
1: get go you like from the recruiter or from like boot camp?
0: Uh no, from the recruiter. I basically I looked through a bunch of jobs and it looked like what I wanted to do. I I kinda of debated different things. I kinda of played with the brains for a little while and some family members talked to, talked me out of that. I don't know if it was a good or bad decision, but it's the decision I made. Um I think I don't know. The the the, the um the Marines reputation as a cult. I don't know how well, right, right. <laughs> I don't know how well that, I, that would have gone over with me, but
1: yeah, it definitely has a
0: mentality about it. I might've bought in, mm-hmm. and but probably more likely I just definitely not fit in. <laughs> just gotten either completely gotten,
1: ostracized or kicked out real early.
0: <laughs> I just would have been really annoyed. Yeah. Huh. I mean, something that some people, it just doesn't work. I mean, I've heard of several people who have met, you know, the Staff Sergeant Marine that used to be in the Marines. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just wasn't meant to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, so you talked to the recruiter and they said, you said, I want to do Army Intelligence, and you were successful. Oh, yeah. That I mean, because I said, you had high scores, you said?
0: I got a pretty good ASVAB score. I, I mean, I guess I've always been good at multiple choice tests, and it showed up there. The um, mm. but I mean they. I looked through. I mean, I spent a long time looking through different MOSs, and that was the one appeal, that appealed to me. Um, I just I've always been interested in land warfare. I've read a ton of history books about tactics and you know what, what wins wars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure. So that seemed like a, a good way to go from the um, analytics the enlisted standpoint. Um, It was, I mean, it's one thing I think it was really just it was good advice going in is just be aware when you go in that they'll tell you about the, you know, they'll advertise the 10% stuff that's that's really cool and if you like that enough to put up with the other 90% of the stuff Mm. that's ranges from extremely annoying to just downright boring then sure you'll love your job sure and if you can't do that then (laughs) yeah
1: so did yeah i mean did reality match your expectations Um, for what you thought the job was going to be at least that 10 percent, maybe
0: yes and no i think i was good at the analyst part i was i mean it's, I've heard multiple experienced, more experienced guys comment that basically there's there's good analysts and there are good soldiers, and it's extraordinarily rare to find someone who's both. And mm. I, I'm inclined, honestly, in my sure. own opinion, to think that they are actually at odds with each other. To be a good analyst, you have to be, in, in my, I mean, I have my own kind of theory, but basically you have to be scrupulously honest. With them, and there's a tendency in the military, really, and it's kind of an inherent problem in any structure, highly structural authoritarian type organization that people will will acquire almost unconsciously the tendency to tell people what they want to hear. Mm. So you have to be really guard against that to be a good analyst, and you have to be able to tell people who are in charge of you that your opinion. And maybe they know they a lot of them mm-hmm. will know more than you and have more experience than you, but you have to be willing to just say my this is my opinion and just straight out say it. Sure. And be able to back it up. Sure. And that could be if you're working with a more mature listener, then yeah, he'll he'll really appreciate that. And if you're not, then you'll get chewed out. So it it's difficult to maintain a military Soldier type mentality and Mm. the ability to straight up disagree and sure tell someone this is wrong. This this is why. Um,
1: Well, and also to be a successful soldier, there's there's an element of uh, risk taking, I guess. Like if you're making a, a tactical decision or something, it can be logical, but also there's risk or kind of a gamble. Whereas an analyst, more computing. Is that right? Like, just information in, information out? Or am I just exaggerating?
0: I mean, both of them are doing that. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. (laughs) What do I know?
0: (laughs) Well, it's just kind of the... It's finding the way to balance. You know, sometimes you just have to tell people what they don't want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I mean, I had to work a lot of the balance because I tend to be more blunt and i my growing up experiences with authority figures wasn't the best so i had to watch myself to keep from kind of projecting that onto my leaders but i was fortunate Mm. i i I, for the most i saw some people that i was i really felt bad for them that that's your boss i'm glad i'm glad that you went there not me (laughs) so but i was very fortunate especially some of my early ncos were really good Mm -hmm. um but it's some good great conversations about just kind of the theory. I mean, one, one I really remember we were a guy who was talking to Korea was just talking about, you know, kind of kind of the being disabused of the idea that you know, in the military you go in and, you know, kind of they're all men of honor and you know, you kind of expect people to do the right thing because it's the right thing. Mm. And no, no, like they're human too. Sure, yeah, it's a, cross-section
1: it's a cross section of America but it, it, to a certain extent.
0: Also I mean, the thing, if you're honest with yourself, when you're observing other people and you see them do something that you think is wrong, but they don't see it, if you're honest with yourself, you'll realize that at some point someone's going to look at you and see that in you and they'll be right. So really, if you're, if you're, you have to look at it and find a way to just, it makes you a lot more humble. To a certain extent, mm. people who think themselves righteous will look at other people. And how to describe this? We will expect other people to be righteous, mm-hmm. and when they're not, you have to realize, you know, they're, sure they think they're doing the right thing, sure, or they yeah. they're okay with that. No, maybe I need to look at myself. Maybe I'm doing the same thing.
1: Hmm.
0: So, I mean, there's a lot of things that I a lot of social skills. I, I mean, a lot of homeschoolers will really get up in arms if I say this, but I'll say it as a homeschooler that. When you're homeschooled, you have to make sure your kids are getting properly socialized. And that there are... Mm. Sure. There are... And what I mean by that is just learn social skills, learn how to interact with different people Mm -hmm. from different backgrounds. I mean, there's certainly arguments, strong arguments to be made for homeschooling, and I will probably almost certainly do it if I ever have kids, but you have to recognize that you're kind of... You're giving up something that a lot of people have in terms of learning how to interact with a lot mm. of different people.
1: Right, right. So going in as a homeschooler, you were a little bit uh, uh maybe at, at a disadvantage, I guess.
0: Um, yeah. Some of that, some was that. Yeah. Some of it's just my family lived out in the country and we didn't interact with that many people. And sure. Some of that is just I'm already kind of I'm not a, a th- jerk. <laughs> You know, Facial you're, expressions you're, <laughs> don't show up over this, but I definitely get a look over that. We've known each other for a while, um, but I'm, not, I'm just not not naturally sociable. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. I, in retrospect, I probably should have leaned more into it, but you know, you what, wisdom is the thing you acquire immediately after you need it the most. Is right, right. Is a saying I find myself repeating a lot. Yeah. So I mean, it was interesting. Um. It was, it was interesting because I'm, I've been since, I mean, I was what, 11, I've been way taller and bigger than pretty much everyone around me mm, and yeah, going yeah. into a situation where, you know, I'm not the biggest and the strongest, I couldn't just walk into a situation and just grow right. away just because I'm standing there. Right. So it was interesting just learning how to deal with different people and Learning how, you know, my habits, I had some really bad habits of how to interact with people. So I kind of had to, it's not a comfortable thing having to learn all that stuff when you're 24 and kind of wish you already knew it. And everyone expects you to already know it. Right, right. But it was just, I mean, it was very, it was very good for me to go in. I really needed it. So, So
1: yeah, what was, I mean, obviously you can't contrast your own experience because it's all you experience. But Um, How do you think it was different, having gone in older than your average 17- or 18-year-old recruit? Um, Do you – are you aware of the differences, or was it just something you experienced and you don't know? There's no way um, to tell the difference.
0: I was certainly more mature in some ways than some of them. It was – in some Mm, of it was kind of like – he was eventually he's like, You're eighteen, you're stupid. You don't know anybody. <laughs> right. You just have to roll with it.
1: <laughs> Bless but, your heart. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's pretty much, yeah. But um Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bit, it was kind of crazy. It was I just never cussed before really for the for the army and they really <laughs> the guys at basic were like Right, right. He never cusses. We we gotta get him to do something. And it's like you can't cuss on cue. It just—it just doesn't work. It doesn't, mm. it doesn't have that feel. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, I probably cuss quite a bit now, but most people think I never do because it's usually under my breath. But yeah, huh. <laughs> you can't put feeling into it with you know you're just, like, <laughs> just just say damn or something.
1: It, yeah, it's like when you're a kid and your parents are like say I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like oh, that, no mean it. <laughs>
0: that's that's i could I consider that I don't know that's abuse in my mind i'd rather <laughs> okay i i, I consider whack, whacking your kid because he did something stupid to be perfectly acceptable but trying to make him say he's star when he doesn't actually believe it that's, well, that's abuse in my right, mind right right
1: but like the the difficulty of of being genuine about it or yeah. being spontaneous you know yeah the spontaneity of it lends a lot to the the value of it yeah or the impact i guess
0: that's a form of lying in my mind, cussing. No, casting <laughs> when you don't feel it. It's like you're just saying it, just like oh,
1: know. oh, sure. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, so. Yeah, but as far as like the age difference, it was just kind of there was a little bit, but it did it. It didn't greatly impact.
0: Well, I mean, your boot camp experience. The biggest ex- experience. Well, there normally I'd, I'd say that there were a certain amount of social differences between age groups, but for me, the biggest one was mm. homeschooled.
1: Sure, it was I mean, more of a it was, that was of like a social thing than an. Whole school,
0: a Christian, I guess, a very conservative Christian upbringing. So my life experience and such was so much greater. That was said. I mean, certainly the age was there, but it was mm-hmm. almost
1: even if you were the same, almost age, invisible be differences,
0: invisible compared to the to the bigger sure things sure. that really really um kind of weird their ugly head, as it were. Sure.
1: So when uh, I kind of asked this a little bit already, but when when were you guaranteed your job? Was it was it at the recruiters or the recruiter promised it and then you well, had you're, to take you're, other tests by
0: contract? Stuff? You're at least at that time. I don't know what it is now. You're guaranteed an attempt at it. You're guaranteed an attempt at it. Okay. Okay. Um, and then if mean, you there's a lot of, the requirements, there's like other ways. I don't know the the guys at Maps were uh, the the. I don't know the guy who did security clearances at Maps which you needed to do to get into my school. I don't know. He was I think I had some something on my record from years before because at that time I didn't even really track credit. I didn't even have a credit card, so mm. I had like some $6 thing from a an unreturned DVD that he almost he didn't send me. Oh. He almost Right. I almost skipped that class. Wow. So <laughs> Trying to track down and pay this is like who do I even owe it to? (laughs)
1: Right, right. Huh. What what was the concern there? Just like leverage or you're unreliable or
0: it was like him being super anal retentive, I guess. Huh. I mean there's There's a bias towards the easily Measurable results, so they make a big deal about sure, um, you know debts and such mm-hmm. for security clearances because I mean people and people have used that in the past to get leverage over people for information. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've seen people that have families in communist China that get that were fine. <laughs> right. It's like I mean I'm nothing. I mean, it's not even any sort of a honesty. With the guy thing, I mean, I, I I didn't know him too well, but he seemed like a decent guy. But it was like, I mean, how far is it of a stretch? Is it for the chai to, mm. you know, right. arrest his family on some trumped up thing? And I mean, let's be honest. If someone called you and your mom said your mom's up for murder charges or whatever, and she get right. execute, but, you know, we can kind of make it go away. <laughs> what would you do? It's yeah. It's a pretty hard call.
1: It's, it's a little more leverage than a $6 credit credit bill.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've seen people like, I mean, I had a guy who, I guess he got in the military because he'd done a business seems like $2 million in debt. And he ended up not, it was, kind of, it was weird. Some of the things he, hmm. he couldn't get a security clearance, but he did end up teaching a golf class where he met a bunch of higher officers. And he was apparently quite good from what I've heard, people who golf for them. And he did. Helped everyone with their taxes on on post, so it's kind of <laughs> helped um,
1: or or helped.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I guess I mean, he didn't help me with my taxes, but he was he was actually an official position. He was actually doing it for the army. Oh,
1: okay. oh, interesting. Okay, huh. so, I
0: mean, he probably was grossly overqualified.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Which I mean, I guess is better than underqualified, but right. It was kind of one of those things where he, I think he got in the army to kind of just like you know what I'm gonna kind of. Get out of this and do something, Mm. live a normal life for a little while. And sure, because apparently he knew a bunch of people. I mean, always, I kind of doubted him because you know, you've probably all met that person who's who knows everybody, and you're like, yeah, that story sounds a little fake, but he, I mean, apparently he golfed with some famous people, and he um, for people who golf with him, he was quite good. So I suspect he was actually telling the truth,
1: huh? Interesting.
0: So, mm, yeah. But yeah. Was, so
1: boot camp and then where? Well, um, or anything, anything else about boot camp? Any uh, um, experiences or, <laughs> or just you were there and you got out?
0: I don't know those little things. I am. <laughs> I don't know how if I have, I'm still kind of like I don't know if I was that did the right thing, but some guy um, would not. Do his fire guard shift, so I dumped a bottle of water on him, and he um <laughs> he threw me around a few places, and I apparently um discovered that my voice could go a lot higher than I I realized. <laughs> it's like do Wait. your job. It was it was not very manly. I I'll admit. It was, so he eventually he got up. I guess he eventually did it, and people were like getting up, like what was going on. <laughs>
1: Oh. Is what fire guard is that's like uh during uh, it's, the night someone has to yeah, stay awake it's, it's just I
0: mean it's it's not really fire guard, it's more like sure. someone sitting up because they're trying to teach you how to do I guess it is guarding against fire, but what's the odd in a concrete building how much often is fired gonna happen? I don't know. Someone's watching someone's watching sure so happen. that someone wants to go over and visit the the female barracks or something, I guess they're Yeah, yeah. Somebody saw them. Sure. So, <laughs> huh,
1: huh. So then, uh, where do you go from there?
0: Um, from there down to Fort Washoe, Arizona. That was an interesting place. The um, I like the weather. Um, mm. I think I I got the short end of the stick on instructors. We'd, the wires were not very experienced, but um.
1: Mm. Like was it, was that for your adva- ait or whatever or yes. advanced yeah
0: yeah the advanced training just for the <clears throat> specific job um basically i mean if you take death by powerpoint and then do it for 12 <laughs> hours uh maybe it was maybe 8 or 10 hours a day for 6 months um some of the the guys who get the best in the class were the ones who would just straight sit up straight lean against the wall and close their eyes and fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, after a while, it just kind of like, did, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, a, so. very, a
1: very hurry up and wait mentality, even when you're learning.
0: Well, I mean, this is one of the things where I really kind of was jealous of the other classes because they had guys who had done the in the field, done it, and they had stories. Mm-hmm. Because that's where you really get the application. That's where you get the meaning. I mean, just, some of that's just the teaching methods they talk about you know, using narrative to teach. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of the great teachers have all used use that method. That used that was that was the method mm. of teaching for so long, and we've kind of we've actually gotten away from it. So, I mean, a lot of us you know. Well, why do you study this? So you have to have that you know that story about you know. I did this or this cool trick that we we were able to figure out because a lot of a lot of it real good intel work is figuring out patterns. So what do you what kind of patterns can you look for? Mm. And I don't know. I don't know if I am. Um, I, I've recently been diagnosed with ADHD, so I don't know if it was affecting me. But just at the, about the five month mark, I just like. I couldn't concentrate at last. <laughs> you
1: were zoning out on everything. I mean,
0: two monster. I think I calculated I was averaging about, you know, 1100 milligrams of caffeine by lunch. Whew. And. It wow. Just, it was, I could not concentrate. It was just like, this is so boring. So.
1: If I had that much caffeine, I'd have trouble focusing too. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, like, it's where I learned
0: that the, there's a diminishing level of diminishing returns right, with me right, and right. caffeine. So, I mean, I think I mean, I never really got around to it, but a little. I, I kind of wish I, they could do their training different. And, and I don't know if I just had. I know my instructors. It was their first first class, so maybe in that. But I, mm. so maybe they have, just
1: slid into the default. Mode of yeah, PowerPoint.
0: probably. Yeah, and huh. I mean, some of you would say, you know, you should probably have like a senior and a junior, but I don't think that's what I had. But it's been long enough. Maybe I missed it. And admittedly, I was—you
1: were bored, so maybe I was you were paying, so <laughs> paying attention. I don't
0: know. It's been a long time. A lot of things have happened since. Sure, but um,
1: yeah. We were, uh, were you there? You said you liked the weather. Were you there in summer or winter?
0: Or I was there six from, months? I think I was there during the summer. It get okay. Warm, but it was a dry heat, and I'm. I th- I <laughs> like it a, that's a quote unquote dry heat, <laughs> yeah, but um, it, just, it was a lot more. It didn't. I, don't know, I was in. It wasn't like down in. Was it, Fort Jackson? where you? You put your mm. armor on and
1: yep. lose a quart of water just doing that.
0: <laughs> well it yeah, it was like your but your whole uniform was completely cannot carry any more liquid in it.
1: Right, right.
0: So just saturated with yeah, sweat. Yeah. Huh. So but I mean of course that has the different problems is sweat goes away so fast that you if you're not careful you can get dehydrated without necessarily noticing it.
1: Oh, in the desert. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good point. If you're
0: not I mean it's something I just love getting used to. Um. Hmm. Yeah.
1: And then off to graduated from there.
0: Oh, graduated. Um. Went from there to let's see, Korea. Oh, what was it Fort or sorry, Camp Hovey?
1: Mm. Up near Pyongyang.
0: Korea is near Pyongyang. <laughs> the place is a stone's throw from everything. I mean, I mean, it's it, it's commonly said that if you, I mean, it's almost like you look at Korea and you know, but it's almost like you have a test of take the same culture and expose one to communism for forty years and the other to free enterprise and mm. oh, look yeah. at the difference and you can see it from space. Yeah, yeah. So, admittedly, <laughs> it really, I mean, Korea, the North, the South of Korea was, I don't know, not. They were effectively a dictatorship for a long time. So, I mean, that's like 20 years of capitalism, probably. Mm. Less than 20, 30, 40, I don't know. It's, I'm not too, too much on their history. Sure. But, yeah. Hmm, okay.
1: And same same job, just different unit? Are
0: um, we... Lara's well, up with a artillery unit.
1: Is that a deployment to South Korea? No. No, it's just, I... it's a posting. Or am, am I, using I, I don't. It,
0: I wouldn't consider. I don't think any soldier would consider a deployment. I, the army okay. might consider it. I mean, there, there's a lot of debate, and that. they want to give okay. people a combat patch. But effectively,
1: it's, it's a posting.
0: It's a It'd posting. be like a it's stateside. Not, yeah, it's kind of like. I mean, if. I'd be I'd be embarrassed to say I, I was deployed. to Korea.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went over and you know <laughs> yeah. bought stuff in South Korea.
0: <laughs> I've had some scary moments, and I mean it's probably <laughs> one of the few places in the world where um, nerve agents are a, are a genuine threat because of the the valleys with the the, hill, the winds that run down them. Right it at the head and have it flow down. Because so if
1: they were used, they could yeah. be effective. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're out in the big
0: wide plain, it'll get dissipated. And, right, and right. Eventually, not really be that effective. Huh? Okay. But, you I mean, basically they just stare at each other. And I mean, I think they have one of the biggest standing militaries in the world. South Korea does. I mean, North Korea. Who knows? I mean, you read some of the they, they get. Right. They have to turn in their bullets afterward. And right. It's like, they get. it's just like, I mean, I suspect that if we wanted to end North Korea, we could just kind of walk up there with a, send a company of Marines or something up and, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, exaggerate a little bit, but yeah, I mean, if you watch these kinds of militaries and they're so, I mean, they're, I mean. From a dictator standpoint, his own military is, in fact, the biggest threat because they might assassinate him.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Sure.
0: So, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We don't really know. I mean, maybe there's someone who's really deeper into the intelligence that that has a better idea. But I mean, is is it Kim Jong Un? Is he really Kim Jong, the previous guy's actual son? Mm. Who knows? sure sure could he just be some politician that somebody else has propped up I mean he's like who knows
1: yeah there's I mean even to this day it's one of the harder uh, countries to find out information about I mean Korea always has been the hermit kingdom you know they've always been isolated yeah I mean the South Koreans
0: have at least the newspapers are to be believed they have some pretty good sources just I mean, they talk to people. Mm. Sure, and, I mean, sure. They can't. they can't entirely cut off trade with the world. There's lots of ways to get the information out. But, I mean, not to mention the, the North Koreans post their own stuff, and you can kind of read between the lines a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So what was your, over there, you were, um, were you just like basically uh, or essentially theoretically preparing for an attack or... I mean, yeah. like, during the day, what do you do? <clears throat> what was your, your tasks or whatever?
0: <laughs> in Garrison, run basically everyone's security clearances and track them. That's pretty much what we did in Garrison.
1: Oh, oh so, so, okay, so now as intelligence, you're in charge of security clearances.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, We'd run them. I mean, that the makes, sense. makes sense. I guess it kind of makes sense. It's it is kind of annoying. It's kind of one of the, well, just kind of the, just the normal maintenance. It, some people maintain their, their vehicle. And I guess we did too. And we had the parts, which we, oh my gosh, <laughs> I had a Humvee that just, that's kind of a rabbit trail, but it's, <laughs> it's kind of, I swear that vehicle was possessed and it did not like me. <laughs> This thing, it would start, sometimes it start, sometimes it wouldn't. Right. I've learning lots of tracks. You can cover the exhaust to create more pressure. I don't know exactly how it works, but create some more back pressure and help start the vehicle in the cold mm. weather especially. Um, but this thing would sometimes start and sometimes not. Um, I kid you not. We, we finally got this thing going before a fuel problem start when you wanted it to you could walk out randomly and start it we started to start because like i finally everything was peachy the day of i walk out there i'm like i'm feeling good and you know i'm gonna make sure i even get up early i go out there and start it just because everything's going right and i turn it and nothing <laughs> um i'm like so like we're like frantically working on this thing and the first sergeant <laughs> walks up like, what's, you know, what's up? And what's going on? He's like, yeah, this thing is not working for a Um, I don't know what it was. We had it going yesterday. So I kid you not. He walks up. He swifts the switch. It starts right up. He's like, he's like, kind of like, what's up? <laughs> so like, I'm like, I know this vehicle hates me. So as <laughs> I don't believe this for a second. So as he's walking away, I reach in and I turn the switch. Nothing. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> so i mean yeah that 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 vehicle eventually some new private acquired a um provided some some help with the the local workforce by um talking to his buddy and looking out the window and driving it underneath a, a trailer <laughs> so I was very annoyed because they that that particular problem they took it without we were signed for it and they took it without asking us and it was like no.
1: oh so yeah. it was on your head
0: technically no well, I mean it, it was, could like, have been I should they say they were supposed to but everyone kind of it was kind of like I mean they knew that it wasn't I think mm-hmm. it was my sergeant was signed for it we, obviously we, we, they wouldn't sure. would ask him it's kind of just it was just like this vehicle is cursed. And that was, and I should take it back. It was right after like a couple months. It was like, I think I had three months left. They had just taken it back and they did a complete work on it. It basically had a new hood. Oh. Did everything. It looked shiny and pretty. And then they took it into the field of problem without asking us and drove it under a vehicle and crashed it. And at that point, I was like, I just give up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of short. Sure. It's kind of a frustration with the Korean system, at least at the time. I don't know if they. I've heard they've changed it. I don't know much, but um, basically they, everyone's on a one-year rotation, which mm. in practice means that. I mean, you can get like a three-year, but most people didn't. Especially, I mean, I got in because I wanted to deploy, and they sent me to Korea, and I was very annoyed. So I was like, I'm not going to stay. The thing is a lot of people are like that. They they get to do that one year, so but it takes about a year to really get spun up on on a unit in my observation. Oh, sure. To really, you know, kind of know who to talk to to get things done and such. So what happens is by the time you're about to figure it out, you're leaving.
1: Right. And especially so, you being your first posting. Yeah. Even more so.
0: Yeah, and I say I think well in in Yeah, Korea's a bad place to send brand new soldiers. It makes it easy for the the guys at HR or to keep their their three year cycles. I guess I don't know. Mm, but, sure. But um, it's just a bad place to send these soldiers because there's it's just static. It's kind of the bottom of the barrel because of the war and tear. It's the bottom of the barrel for replace. For, oh, um, sure, supplies. sure. So you're just a lot of it, you're just sitting there. And it's kind of difficult to maintain a sense of mission. Alcohol is right off base and cheap. And a lot of guys get in trouble. Sure. That way. So, I mean, I mean, you got a, you got a guy who just got at the house and he's taking his first steps into making his own decisions and you get the young kid and he's just going to make stupid, it's mm,
1: gonna make stupid yeah, decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of like being off base and alcohol and everything, was there... What was the Army's relationship like with locals? I know yeah. I've talked to some guys who are Marines in Okinawa, and it's very... Um, not friendly. Well, the relationship. Was that the case in South Korea? Or was there I mean, a, maybe a little more understanding?
0: It depends. I mean, depends who you talk to. Okay. I mean... If I understand correctly, it's been a while since I read, but I think a a drunk Marine raped a 13 year old girl and that didn't go over well.
1: Mm, Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, obviously. Okinawa, especially.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's like. I mean, the Japanese culture is already a little bit xenophobic. So Mm -hmm. you add that in. And that, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, Koreans, you got the people who think you're the greatest thing ever. Um, you had one walking through I want one of the things it was. we had some old man who may or may not have been, uh, just his demeanor. I'm not sure. I mean, because of the language difference, it was kind of hard to tell, but I don't, not sure he was fully sane. but he was just screaming mm. at us, American go home, American go home. Sure. So sure. I don't know if he had a bad experience or what. Um, I mean, there was was one instance where a couple of girls, like teenage girls, were walking next to a convoy and just because of the way... I'm trying to remember. It's been so long, I can't remember if it's happened before. I think it happened a couple of years before I got there. But... Just because, I mean, armored vehicles don't have very good visibility. The driver ended up going over them, mm. and it was not a pretty sight. And it, sure, the the, the 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 portion of the locals that were not happy with having a foreign military in their country were, I mean, basically just pointed at that and said, "Look here." So, right thing. He had a couple things that were kind of comical and also kind of like. I guess a couple of guys, I think they were from the 7th Cav Regiment, yes, because there's an old regiment, still exists, um, went out on Thanksgiving Day and flipped over a car. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> and we all got locked down until somebody figured out who it was, and they, got, of course, got in trouble. Mm. Um, I don't know what happened to them, but it was just kind of <laughs> come on, guys. It's funny, but yeah, don't do that. Right, right.
2: <laughs>
1: if if you'd not been locked down, you would have found it funnier, probably.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd still find it funny, but it's like kind of... <laughs> right, right. Be, there are consequences for your actions. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, this is like, yeah, I mean, you mix alcohol with... I mean, the catch is, is honestly, it was funny. But Oh
1: yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: And you know, you're some midwestern town where you know everyone knows each other and uh yeah when you're when you get off your drunk, you know, you go, help the guy fix his car up or something. But you know, when you're in a foreign country with a with the language barrier and yeah. the a lot international more incident looming over the diplomats in the diplomats mind, um yeah, it, it's you kinda gotta avoid that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But
0: I mean there a couple of things, Korean food is awesome. Um, I'm apparently one of few people who actually likes kimchi, but I mean, I got a lot of things that are pretty great. The, um.
1: Oh, and high chews, You were mentioning earlier before we started. Yeah. <laughs> the old, uh, I,
0: I got to experience that's the thing I get to go to, uh, change from the normal saying about you get, I get to, got to go to foreign countries and find their candy and, and eat it and enjoy it before it becomes cool in America. <laughs>
1: You, as as hipsters would say you liked high shoes before they were cool
0: exactly <laughs> but I mean, there's little things hmm. people always remember is that the Korean cab drivers are I mean a lot of the rules over there of the road are kind of um, just general guidelines <laughs> right so, suggestions yeah <laughs> Loose suggestions, sure, sure. But they're they're meant to be like a baseline uh-huh. for, um, you know, the speed limit is 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 a lower limit, not an upper limit.
1: Oh, oh, right, right. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, on base they're pretty pretty um pretty strict with the rules, but yeah, you go off base, some of them were to, to definitely get you there quickly. You're right. <laughs> so, but yeah, they they were, they were good at it too, though. So it was like it, it was a little scary, but you realize these guys actually know what they're doing i've driven i yeah. recently just on north carolina and i um. i drove with someone who yeah they they could drive fast but they didn't know what they were doing so <laughs> anybody like, can, okay. anybody can put the pedal to the yeah, floorboards <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but i mean korea's i mean they, they say and it was true it's a great place to get promoted and a great place to lose rank because i mean
1: Oh, you can go either way. Yeah. Sure.
0: Because it's easy to stand out because a lot of, a lot of times people are, I mean, when everyone, when there are more people doing stupid things and looking bad, then it's easier to be the one who stands out as the one who's not doing that. So. Sure. a certain amount of that. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just kind of like, it was like, this is not where I want to be. I want to be in Afghanistan or Iraq because that's why I joined the army. hmm To actually do the job.
1: Right. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: <clears throat> so. Hmm for me it was kind of like this is frustrating but i'll get through it and got my ear and moved out so uh, after that i went to fort Gr- fort drum new york and to my great annoyance i went to a unit that had just gotten back so <laughs> i was <laughs> right. like yeah i was like coming out I, I i wish i had known to talk to people more but mm, i kind of expected sure. people to you know people join the army and not get sent to one place or another because when we're in AIT, you know, everyone's waiting for their orders. And some people were like, I don't want to deploy. And of course they deploy. And he right, was like, right. I got into deploy, and If I don't, I'm going to hate my life. Where and I, you don't deploy. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, don't. I I think that I mean, the that's, army does that on purpose. It's possible. <laughs> that, that is the sole reason I resigned for four more years is because I, I, that was one of the requirements. I will go to a deploying unit.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay so you could direct your your uh, destiny to a certain extent yeah
0: yeah you're going kind to of bargain on that and, i mean that's it's free to them to give that to you so they of course they're happy to <sighs> sure so hmm so uh, for drum okay so so
1: yeah Fort drum cold snow etc
0: i enjoyed Fort drum I, yeah i grew up in washington so i i'm used to Snow kind of being something that you always work, think about, but never lasts for more than a day, right? Right, until it turns into some nasty slush. Yeah. So I'm going out up to Fort Drum. The other people are like, "Oh, this is so miserable. There's snow all the time." And I'm like, "This is awesome. But you go outside. i you know this Washington. is a childhood
1: I never got to have. Exactly A <laughs> like, childhood experience. Uh, I
0: snowboarding. Guess. I um, right. I discovered that I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but at least you know i experienced it and i actually yeah
1: well the hills there are like 20 feet high so you well you I, they had some there's like a <laughs>
0: there's one off like 15 minutes off post that's probably i do not 300 400 feet high okay okay so it was a decent slope it was good good for practice i i mean i think i went out with some friends and discovered that i was terrible so i like finally I'd decided i'd have to go out and basically i went out but i was like this i need to fix this is there's a way i'm gonna do this is go out you know basically go to the top get on a snowboard go 10 feet fall down yep go 10 yeah. feet fall sure. down go 10 feet fall down <laughs> i did that for about you know four or five hours and by the time i was done i could i could snowboard tolerably well
1: sure so, you could go 20 feet before you fell down
0: <laughs> i could i could I could go down the hill slowly without falling over.
1: Right, right.
0: Huh. And I i don't know, I'm not quite the person who, you know, you've got these young guys that will just bomb the whole thing and just go straight down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I don't know if I, I wasn't quite ready to do that yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big guy. When I fall down, it hurts. Yeah. you got some 20-year-old skinny kid, he's about six foot and. He hits the ground he bounces and he gets back up and right. laughs you know i don't know when i at least once i caught the back end of my board and pointed my feet stri- approximately straight toward the sky, and my head <laughs> kind of hit the ground with an <laughs> audible crack that had everyone i kind of laid there for a second <laughs> right kind of sit up a little shaky and i probably had a mild concussion but I was like, okay, I'm done for the day. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me like, "Are you alive? You're alive." Okay, I get it. right?
1: <laughs> huh? So they were at Fort Drum. You had pretty much the same job, or
0: um, yeah, more? Yeah, same job. Mostly did security clearances and sure. There, you know, I think. I mean, it did. It was interesting. I think that was a cab unit. And I don't know, Arum. <laughs> My battalion commander in Korea was—I don't know—the officers over there were not very good. We had them um, mm. an XO that I'm ninety percent sure was very racist. It wasn't so much anything he said; just the way he just—he was looked, acted really weird around my my um my NCO, who's a black guy. Mm. Um, Hm. And so I don't know. I mean, it just yeah. I don't know. Um, the battalion commander there. It was I don't know. Apparently, he messed up the battalion's funds for a. I mean, I speak. I mean, my memories of were of what of my of what my understanding is a brand new private was. But basically, what <laughs> happened is he took us out on a field problem, used up the funds that were set aside for field problems. And only one of the three batteries did their tables, Mm. firing tables. And so they ended up doing, they were supposed to do them in the field. They ended up doing them out of the, out of the, um, out of the parking lot. Apparently it was not, Well thought of because they're supposed to do it in the field for whatever reason, Um, which I guess makes sense. But anyways, apparently he was kind of not well thought of. So Mm. to fix this problem, they um, did a special PT test for the staff and they all got three (laughs) hundreds. My NCO was not very impressed. Um, (laughs) So it was kind of like, that did not really impress me with
1: mm, Sure, sure.
0: the officer corps at that point. I mean, I've, I'd certainly, that's my, um, I don't know my, um, well, it's interesting because I don't remember much my, um, I guess I didn't need him as, until later. I didn't know that my lieutenant for a, S2 for a while. Um, he's a pretty cool guy. He didn't get to know him very well. Um, but, I mean, he did have a few conversations. Mm-hmm. But he got out and found out a couple years ago. He was, I guess, hit. On, he was out running. And got hit with a hit and run and died. But that was hmm. a little bit frustrating. But was, had some good conversations. Hmm. But... Well, see, I'm a, I'm a Christian I, this is kind of, he's an atheist. It was pretty hard because talking to a lot of atheists, it's, you kind of recognize that he, he had a, how can, how can God um, allow cancer, which I guess his niece had suffered from cancer a lot, mm. which it's kind of, I her.
1: sure, sure.
0: So I'm, I'm glad I was able to talk to him a little bit about it, but I don't know if I kind of hope he got to a good place. I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really keep up with him. Hmm. But after that, the. um...
1: So were the officers at drum, uh, you were kind of contrasting to Korea. Was it, Were they better or.
0: I would say. It's hard to find it. So I'd say the officers at drum. This is interesting because it's kind of. Well, each officer is different because I mean I know our, our company commander in the later part of, of being in Korea was very good. I, I, both my own experience and my NCO, who I talked to about, like, yeah, the guy's really, really squared away. Um, also, the, the first sergeant in my letter time in Korea, I... Don't know if he had too many TBIs and they just didn't want to kick him out yet. Mm. But I, the guy was not very intelligent. He didn't <clears throat> seem like... He wasn't like a mean person, but just some of the way he did things was really dumb. And like hmm. I said, I don't know. A guy which at that point, maybe it was... He'd be blown up too many th- times and they're just letting him work out his last mm-hmm. few years to a 20. Sure, But I just I kind of... if. If that was why then they really should they should have retired him. Mm-hmm. I'm nothing against him, but it was like kind of like UK. Okay? Some just some of his decision making was very Yeah. Sure. Um But I mean for Drum, I think it's kinda of interesting. I don't know how would I describe it? i the officers were competent, but a little bit I don't want to say authoritarian. Sorry, not the right word. Um, a certain amount of... Um, it, was, it was kind of interesting because I've gotten the impression that it's something of a, U, a New England mentality. Although, in fairness, I haven't known that many people from New England. But it's just... It was kind of a... um. I'd say like a lord, like a certain amount of noblesse on but I'm smarter than you. Mm. So, it, it, there was some th-
1: Hm. Well, so. that, I mean that seems consistent with like an officer mentality mm. in general, but you more you saw more at drum.
0: It was that those particular officers I worked with. Oh, okay. But also okay. I mean it's kind of like I also I mean, it was it was kind of weird. The best way I could describe it is, they really, my company commander was the first officer I'd ever heard use the word humble in a sentence, <laughs> which it, it sounds kind of funny, but is it, it right? I mean, yeah, obviously they'd use it elsewhere, but it was like he actually had that mentality. He he was actually a very intelligent person. He had, he liked to talk to people and liked to, you know, the, what is the sure and it kind of. And looking back, it was one of those social mistakes I made. I really should have made a point of talking to him more, because that is what I enjoy. But at that point mm. I was kind of I was very much avoiding officers.
1: Sure, in awe of the of the rank, maybe. Um,
0: maybe a little bit. Hmm. But yeah. I'm, I guess almost <laughs> I didn't trust officers and I so I avoided interacting with them with if I could if I could help it sure sure yeah, so yeah. so i mean just looking back it was one of the things i was like eh, i kind of wish i'd made a point of because i that would have it would have helped me develop professionally as well so right. i kind, I kind right. of look back i kind of missed that um huh. and from there i kind of um i i really regret doing it to be honest I should have stayed on with that unit because I—I mean, there were some things that, I mean, I didn't mesh well socially with the with the rest of the S two, but I think we, I think they were decent people and I could work with that.
1: Yeah, professionally, you 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 got the do- job done.
0: Yeah, I mean, some of just... it is that the things they had against mm-hmm. me were legitimate. I mean, there were some mistakes I had made in the job, and so that I did I mean, some things were kind of held more, but. Against me than they should have, but it's like it wasn't unreasonable. it was mm-hmm. sure it's like you know what i i I can see why you where you're coming from in that so and it's also just like kind of the there's a little bit of social social divide and and I was still working out how to deal with that, but I mean honestly some of that, I mean, i, I really appreciate it. there were some really, pretty competent people there so yeah. So,
1: but you so you say you had to transfer to get the deployment.
0: Well, um, I didn't we... have to. What it was is I told my mother that I would, I, if I could, I so I resigned, I'd go for Washington, was where I grew up, close mm. of the family. Sure, um, sure. I, I kind of wish I hadn't done that. I should have just I, that unit ended up deploying almost like the same time as I did, anyways. Ah, so, so you could have stayed and I could have stayed employment. and I I I think I had there was a good structure that I would have I mean like there can I can't say enough for find a mentor if you're in the military find a mentor you got to find a good one because mm, sure and I I probably needed it more than other people because I basically kind of started at at ground zero when it in terms of just understanding you know social systems sure so I think I would have. that would have done pretty well for me. Um, as far as the, um, yeah, I mean, we had some kind of funny stories. <laughs> our our battalion commander was kind of crazy. He, he was, but he was funny. He was, I mean, he's the, there's a couple of anecdotes. I, one thing he he was kind of telling us about how it was really interesting because you. I've, one thing I found that I'm good at sometimes I'll I'll see a little thing and it's like I'll take it and like whoa you know you see this little concept and then you like you apply that to a bunch of other things One is um almost the f- the substance figure is almost useless but the form of it is very useful um, because when you're angry you tend to lose control or or at least to um have a distorted perception of things but mm-hmm. you know, if you're a battalion commander and you need to really make a point you shouldn't lose your temper but you know Yelling and you can you can temporarily waving and it. throwing your helmet and putting on a big show can definitely denote you know that you guys probably should sure you know treat this with some importance because the battalion commander threw his helmet across the <laughs> I mean he was kind of chuckling about it because he was telling us about it but he was kind of like oh that's interesting that actually makes a lot of sense
1: right right
0: but um. And another one is, is, is there's turkeys all over the place on Ford Drum. Mm, okay. So, um, being cavalry, of course, he has to carry his cavalry sword while he's on the on the run, <laughs> on a battalion run. So there's turkeys going across the road, and he has a sword. He's <laughs> a little bit crazy, <laughs> so as, he as starts boys chasing do. one. <laughs> He started chasing them down, so he—they of course got out of the way. I guess they figured out he was probably um, probably serious. He definitely right, wanted right. a scare one. He had intent. Yeah. He also apparently he he wanted to. If, he uh, he said that he wanted to get a live Wolverine because that was our um our um unit um, mascot mascot. Yeah, but of course they told him no. But <laughs> he was a little bit. He definitely had a lot of character, I'd say, which is right. funny. Right, it's, it's one of those things, it's like, it's that's not one of those things that, you know, they they teach you, you know, you have, to have character, but character or good, but, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, as a leader that, you know, having those fun things, is like, oh, I'll follow that guy, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, so, and things like that, but. After that, I went to back to. Well, I guess yeah, I, I transferred to to Fort Lewis.
2: Um, mm, mm-hmm.
0: Rediscovered why why I um, I liked the snow and it was nice and bright out because you know, I come come to Fort Lewis and it's ten degrees warmer and it feels twice as cold because it's humid and you get the rain blowing right. and it's gray out and miserable yep, and yep, like, <laughs> so but it was nice to be close to the family and having break group old friends and such for a while. So
1: And then you deployed to there. Afghanistan from there?
0: Yeah, I deployed from Afghanistan from there. It was a striker unit, which was kind of interesting. they um That is interesting. I, I got a very broad range of units, I mean I guess. Mm. I guess cavalry and striker are kinda of, sort of the same thing. They're um
2: mm, it, yeah. okay.
0: They sure. both had some some really good salesmen tell them that they're part of the the light infantry concept. Yes. <laughs> whereby they um yeah. Whereby they, yeah, basically give you less equipment or more equipment to carry, right, right, or something like that, so you can be lightweight. Or yeah, something. because yeah. yeah, I don't know. <gasps> yeah, like I, I was quite happy when I um, I was like, yeah, I just like some when they got rid of the beret because that thing, that hat, annoyed me. Not only is it a, a lousy hat, it's just as far as hats go, it just mm-hmm. it, it's so easy for it to make it look like crap, but. It was just you spent so much time just shaving your hat and getting it perfect, and then realizing you shaved it too much, so now you have to go get a new one. Right, right. And it f- flopping, not just not just so. And I mean, back when they put spray on the braid, they'd put it on like, their head like a proper braid, just kind of flop it there.
1: Right, right. But no, it needs to be ironed exactly the same. Yeah,
0: was, <laughs> yeah. And huh. not, not to mention the. Yeah, it was a unit award. So to, I think the precise wording was to emulate the light infantry concept of the rain, because we want the whole army to light emulate the light infantry concept of the Rangers. We're all going to wear black berets.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah.
0: And Rah. this is yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I well, he should have just given us green berets. Then we'd all be special forces. Right, right. I mean, this is this is General. Right before he retired, and and then proceed to not fix the VA. So, I mean, I guess par for the course.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. So what was Afghanistan like? What, what was kind of your, uh, opinion of the deployment or your experience? Well,
0: let's see. Some standouts. Um, we had, I mean, a real good takeaway, I guess, bottom line up front. Um, Afghanistan wasn't wasn't what it ended up being like a twenty year war. Mm, yeah, something but like it, thinking about it, it, was a fourteen years, but it's like it wasn't a fourteen year war. It was 14 one year wars because one in one unit enters oh, another sure. leaves, mm-hmm. and they there's you know a couple of weeks of key personnel kind of doing left seat right seat but they may or may not do. It's just, there's a lot of disconnect. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. When, one of our, my jobs was when I got there was going through the, the data of previous units. And what it was like a bunch of dots on a, this is a bunch of dots on a map. What did they mean? No idea. Delete. I mean, because it was useless to us. It may have been really important, but it had no meaning. Cause sure. And yeah, there was so much to go through that it was just kind of, um
1: and there was minimal handoff of all that info from the previous unit.
0: Yeah, well I mean some of it, was, it was really annoying. It was exa- to me at least from my understanding at the time it was basically just a great example of um how politics can screw up military operations badly. Um mm. basically the way it's explained to me is we can't do a full left seat right seat because some politician had promised not to have more than so many soldiers in Afghanistan.
1: Mm, Right.
0: So I got like... I mean, my captain was there for 20 days, I think. I was there for like three. And... I mean, they tried.
1: Oh, three days of handoff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay,
0: sure. And then like the rest of the guys got there. I mean, I think it was... It was me, my senior NCO, got there. Like ops, it's been a while. And basically, it's like I think I got a little bit more than the other guys, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that much. And it was basically kind of going from not knowing really much at all about how to run a ops to you know, congratulations, your day co-ops now. And right. <laughs> I mean, there is, there's a lot of, it was very, it was kind of funny. I mean, it's just one of those things, you know, it's not really what you expect it to be, but ran drones. Um, I forget the name of the paperwork. Basically we had a lot of, you know, we have to file this paper perfectly because we are flying really close to the border. So we have to notify their proper authorities. Mm, and of course sure. the Pakistanis will, you know, complain periodically that we're, Spy on them, or we're crossing into their airspace, mm-hmm. and, and our, we would send up the picture. You know, here's our GPS map of where we traveled, and so on. Um But I so have to be careful when I. I mean, there's the Pakistanis shot up a. There's zero doubt in, I think, anyone's mind that watched it that there was a Pakistani army that shot up a couple of Afghan checkpoints.
1: Mm. Um, oh, sure, sure.
0: Basically, someone comes yeah. across the border with military-style weapons and fires at a outpost and then retreats across the Pakistani border.
1: Right, right.
0: I mean, it doesn't take a genius. I mean... We we of course don't spy on the Pakistanis because they're our allies. Right. So I mean we we never looked inside their border. I mean they even had two officers in in the two Pakistani officers to who could see the, the, the video feeds to make sure we never we never looked. Mm, sure. Mm. They weren't in my talk, I think they were in the a separate units talk. So mm-hmm. I mean, they made sure that we never looked inside the Pakistani border because we don't spy on our allies. Yes. Uh, (laughs) So. So anyways, (laughs) yeah. Um, It was like, everyone knows and everyone denies and everyone.
1: Mm, Sure. Sure. I mean,
0: it's like, It's one of those weird things where there's a reasons the uniform types get annoyed at the CIA because the CIA does everything that we're, does all the things that we're supposedly are tripping over ourselves not to do. And then the CIA just goes ahead and does it.
1: Oh, sure. Officially, the
0: US military never spies on Pakistan, but we all know that the CIA has a drone campaign there and they're always spying because it's sovereign, but we don't do it because it's sovereign airspace, but the CIA does it because.
1: Right, right. Yeah,
0: it's like just just be consistent. I mean, right, right. Like we all, everyone knew that the the Taliban's operating out kind of Kandahar. Sure, huh? Right. I mean, it's not a. It wasn't a secret. Hmm. So I mean, I mean, like people were like, "Oh my gosh, you know, we found Bin Laden. He was hiding in Pakistan all along." I mean, what the I mean, it was one of those things where it's kind of like, kind of like Vietnam for political reasons. They don't want to expand the war, so they don't Oh, sure. They don't blow a hole in the jungle and drive a column of tanks up to Hanoi. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of political considerations, I realize, but from a military standpoint, it's really annoying to watch.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So. Huh. But, yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting. I worked the Palantir system, which is really good. But when you're starting from scratch, it, I don't know, they, they wanted me to upload stuff in there. And I, at that point, I was a little too frazzled because I had to, the first, know, two months, three months, I, basically, I was a glorified phone operator. I had a sec- mm. secret phone. Okay. And I had a, a nipper, a sipper a nipper phone. Um and What was it? I had to. A um, secret chat. I forget what it's called. It's, it's probably changed by now. But, you know, multiple rooms that track you have battalion, brigade, or it's different drones. Okay. Um, to communicate with them. The um, They want everything written down, but honestly, sometimes it was just easier just to stay and call. You get in trouble for it every once in a while, but you at least get the job done. So, and there's a good reason to write it down just for, post- for the right, re- for posterity so they can verify you did the right thing but sometimes you just had to make a phone call just, mm-hmm. what are you saying
1: <laughs> right right so huh what was um
0: but i mean like i said glorified phone operator i mean i think i it was kind of funny because they wanted me to do it was one of those times when, you know, like, you look up, look up the sky and they th- say, thank you, Jesus, I needed that rescue. Because <laughs> they're like, you know, why aren't you getting going through these files? Because they wanted me to do a bunch of those deletions of old data. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. And my sergeant, they're like, why isn't he getting any of this done? So one of my sergeants, he's like, you know, Mike, he liked me, so he's like, you know, what's going on? And like at that time, at that moment, someone called me on the zipper phone. So I said, give me a sec. Someone called me on the nipper phone. So I'm like, <laughs> and like, he's like, hmm, I think I see your problem. <laughs> yeah. <So I'm> like, <laughs> he's like, you don't know, see? Yeah. He's like, I got you. I got you. So I mean, it was like, it got a little better. I mean, you learned some things. Mm-hmm. And also I was like, I, I made the mistake of giving our a G went, So basically he had a lot of. It's some pretty impressive stuff. I mean, I don't want to go into too, too much detail. But in terms of what he could do with maps and yeah, with different types of maps. Mm,
1: and- sure. He he had more capabilities than Google Maps at his fingertips. It A lot way. more.
0: It was, it was amazing. <laughs> I, was, I mean, he was really cool. And, and And I thought I was impressed and I got his number so I could ask him questions. And I made the mistake of giving his number to someone else.
1: Oh, uh oh.
0: <laughs> and he was not happy about it. <laughs> and I, I, he's one of those, you know, just rookie moments of like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cause he's been in his back room trying to, you know, concentrate and do his thing. Right. And everyone wants his cool, his cool, cool products. So everyone, like, I got, I got his number yet. I can hug you up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Huh.
1: What was, what was kind of your, uh, um, I don't know if you have like a, uh your biggest memory of Afghanistan or kind of your, uh, your biggest takeaway. Um,
0: I do, I mean, as far as takeaways for learning, military learning, yeah, do better handoff. That was... Especially since I was so new, just that one kind of hurt. I was like, I basically kind of like, I knew generally what to do, but in terms of, mm. it was like relearning, I mean, reinventing the wheel. And that's what we talk about the the fourteen one year wars. It's like everyone gets there, and they they by the right. time they figure it out, they go home.
1: Right, right.
0: So there's some things that was kind of it's kind of tragic but the previous unit one of the things they warned us is that um if the Afghan checkpoints say that they're being shot up, check because <laughs> um they it' like it was one of those things and kind of they did it and they realized it was a really bad idea um <laughs> Afghan checkpoint oh, we got shot up, can you give us some aid oh sure we we were here to help. Here's a bunch of aid. All of a sudden, all the other all the checkpoints are getting shot up. So, um, yeah, we we took their advice, and oh, you're getting shot up. Here's our drone. There's no fire coming in. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, sure guys. <laughs> sure, guys, sure,
2: guys.
0: So, huh. oh, can you send us some aid? Um, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, hmm. yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of. I mean, the corruption that we've basically, we've, we've, we've organized and legalized our cor- American corruption. It's like, I mean, my brother-in-law, he's like, he's trying to get a permit because he's a contractor and they are like, yeah, for 250 bucks, you can expedite that permit or you can wait two weeks. Mm, he's like, right. you, you're not busy, are you? No, they're just going to make him wait two weeks unless he pays them $250 extra, which will go into the county coffers and pay their salaries. But it's sure. it's been conveniently legalized and organized so that no one's taking too much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Afghanistan, the description is just kind of like normal. Like, you know, you, you pay sure. this contractor, he's going to pay his guys and shave a little off the top. Sure. And it's just kind of... So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So that sort of thing is kind of normal to them. They're just like, Oh, yeah, you're just, that's normal course of business. You try and get the Americans to give you more aid by saying that, you know, you're being shut up. So right. I mean some I mean, of some other stories about that one they had because along the border it's a bunch of little basically like they're kind of like tiny little castles, I guess. I mean maybe I mean I was stuck hmm. so they're not that big, but it's basically just like a square with you know, maybe 15 walls I guess mm-hmm. but um, we had one got the report in the morning that he got wiped out and basically they kind of asked some questions and my boss she's kind of asking found out that apparently what happened is there's a I think it's called Bachi Bazi I probably missed, I'm probably I'm mm. probably grossly oh yeah yeah that. yeah but um, basically got a kid that's used for sexual favors by by the men and the taliban and they were, were happy to parrot how righteous they were because they protected him and saved him because he went over and helped them he was I guess, according to the story I and mean, some of it's i'm sure is propaganda and i wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised because that, we know it we knew it happened it's kind of those things it's hard to Yeah, you got. They have to fix it for themselves. We can't go in and fix it for them without mm. creating more sure. problems. Sure, but it was an Afghan outpost. But yeah, it was an Afghan outpost. Basically, the <laughs> guys were. The story goes that the guys were abusing some kid that was like sixteen years old, and, and he finally got fed up with it and went and led the Taliban in, and they wiped out the outpost.
1: Oh, okay, sure, okay.
0: So yeah, my commanders, my co- well, my, I guess my my my. S two. I remember over here in conversations, you're like, you know, we need to make sure we talk to these guys because you're talking to some of the, I guess, the local commanders. You know, you know, we talk about this sort of thing to you guys and how you're not supposed to do it, and this is what happens. Mm, So, right. right. I mean, yeah, because it was. It's like, (laughs) like it's hard to feel bad for those guys if they were actually Mm doing doing that. It's like, yeah, they kind of got what they had.
1: Right. Right. (laughs)
0: Deserve what they got, so. Huh. Um, but, I mean, a couple other things. I think in my area, we kind of, it was kind of weird because, I mean, different areas could be vastly different. My battalion, they took away our engineers and sent them somewhere else and took away one of our companies and sent them off to a talk way up north. I mean, I didn't really interact with them almost the entire time. But, I mean, our entire time there, we never even got shot at once.
1: Mm, Sure.
0: I mean, we had some National Guard guys who came through, and I mean, I've heard this before. Basically, there are National Guard units, and there are National Guard units. Until you've experienced one, both of them, you... Mm. Like, oh, know. yeah. Some yeah. of them are squared away and some of them are very much not. <laughs> Basically these guys came through, didn't announce themselves, they just kinda of showed up at base, which is a big dodo. I mean, you don't operate in someone else's sphere without telling them. Right, right. Um and showed us a close up picture of one of their vehicles with a um like super close up, like the picture was of a spot about five inches wide. That supposedly someone had shot at one of their vehicles and they wanted us to to um, officially record it
2: mm. and, and oh right
0: like, i was like why is that and someone's like oh they're they're looking for a um a combat action match
1: right right so yeah and how that bullet scar got there who knows yes. well <laughs> it could be legitimate i'm not knocking basically,
0: is game, I'm basically what happened is they came into our area they sh i think they announced they were getting shot at we looked and saw nothing, and they came in and said, "Hey, look, here's there's this bullet scar." Mm. And my 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 um the talk CEO didn't even go out and look. He's like, "I'm not writing that down." <laughs> we looked, there was nothing, and we spent millions of dollars of assets, you know, mil, million right. dollar assets flying around looking at this place where you supposedly got shot at, and we saw nothing. Sure, or sure, maybe you not know, right, legitimate, as that. so they they went off somewhere else i didn't <laughs> it was like okay go where go back to where you came from right yeah <laughs> like, we don't want to talk to you <laughs> so i mean there's some other things like i never found out why but we had an afghan commander and there's another and this is one of those things where it was really kind of like i don't know it was higher hired my pay grade but it was really the the people who are in charge, the combat unit in charge of an area, should be in ch- charge of an area mm-hmm. that, that they have sure. final say. Sure. And apparently that wasn't the case because we had an intel unit, a, a intel battalion that was supposedly in charge of our base, our base security, and they would not let one of the Afghan local commanders on, who had been invited by our commander.
1: Oh, sure. Yep.
0: And I was like, in. I don't know what their reasons were. I never found out. I don't think there could have been any legitimate reason, honestly. If he's an Afghan army commander, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't, if he's, if you know he's Taliban, then you should, you should be apprehending him, right, right. And if you don't, then he's an Afghan army commander. And If you're worried about him, just you know, have a couple, have an extra honor guard, shall we say? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know what that was. It was just one of those things. It's like, this sound, This is stupid. So that was a little... I mean, maybe there's some reason that I never heard, but it's hard, like I said, it's hard to imagine one that could have legitimized mm-hmm. insulting an Afghan army Kind hard, Sure, that, sure. At that level. So, little things. I mean, we had some kind of... <laughs> uh, little comedy things! It's like the uh, our EOD guys. They decided, no, it was it wasn't the EOD, it was the dog dog handlers. They decided that they're going to train their dogs by burying their some their test explosives all in one spot in the middle of the night out near a road, which <laughs> translates to. Some like- somebody walks by, sees someone burying something on post in the middle of the night. <laughs> and they naturally and quite responsibly run off and say, um, <laughs> <laughs> "Somebody look
1: at this right now!"
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, our our sergeant major may have them. Um,
1: chatted with them
0: chatted with them <laughs> yes <laughs> nice friendly sergeant major on the
1: intricacies of scheduling your training exercises uh, with the proper authorities
0: well besides it was like this is you don't that's not how you train because you want them to be able to identify different chemicals because they put them all in one spot oh right, it's like was right. like somebody somebody levels of stupid but it was right. just kind of i don't know i i talked i think i i talked with the their nco and i think she was kind of like just like oh my god you guys you guys what the hell are you doing right right so apparently they i don't know yeah whole base on hmm. alert you know eod had to went in and dug it out and right looked at the label and said huh
1: this is traceable <laughs>
0: we know where this came from <laughs> i think they got to use their little robot they were quite happy with that. i'm sure
1: it'd be it'd be great if the unit that was called out to investigate it was the guys who buried it and they're like uh this looks really familiar why are we here (laughs) yeah
0: but yeah i mean the little things the um The um I don't know. The, only, the only time there was a i mean there was two separate things They released really, we had a new unit that was coming in to replace you should spend a long time um, it is kind of one of those kind of sad, but kind of people when play stupid games with stupid prizes um we had some guys coming from a wedding party and we had a new unit that was i mean i guess a little i mean i, I can see why that might be a little bit more itchy because they're new to the area and nervous but I mean, mm. the guys kind of were stupid but they um they were clear in the pro the convoy just on the road lined up clearing a clearing out a IED and some guys coming home from a wedding got got um, impatient so they revved from behind and came close and they're like get back get back and then they waited a little while and they revved again and uh, get back get back get back and then the third time they revved and got they were driving straight at it or mm. near our guys and well, they're sure. like this is a bomb. And fired and kill all four guys in it. Hmm. So, I mean, that wasn't a bomb, but it was like one of those. Well, you, don't, you should know better. You don't, don't, tra- don't hmm. charge a convoy sitting there with get- loaded guns. You just don't be stupid. But everyone knows that. I mean, it's. I mean, we had people that they. I mean, car bombs are how you take out a bombproof vehicle drive up right next to it. They had that happen, I think, right sure. outside Canada, the main gate at Canada for Air Force Base. Um, I mean, I don't care how, I mean, it doesn't have 500 pounds of explosives in a van. You drive it next to it just about any vehicle in, in the world. and
1: Right, yeah. <clears throat>
0: so, I mean, well, that's what I think is probably uh, probably the worst day of the Army for me was we had one of our guys I don't want to say too much about how it worked but basically they cleared an area and they didn't and they drove over a spot that had been or the EOD did their their
1: mm. investigation or they
0: cleared their it rollers and such. I cleared an area and then they went back over this same area but they didn't they didn't go over the spot that had been cleared. And the way it hit the sure. I think it was like a 20 Twenty pound bomb, which isn't really that big, the way they go, but um, twenty or forty pound. But it just hit the vehicle just the right way, and well, there's like three guys in the mech? But I knew one of them fairly well because I ran the system. I cannot remember what it's called, but basically that you you ask a bunch of personal questions so they can identify you Mm, mm -hmm. if you're ever captured make sure it's you but he said some things and just kind of talked and really impressed me so when nicole got out for his information i was like oh Mm. i remember that guy sure sure so i was kind of happy because basically i heard it it was you know we had a a striker kill and no kia so I'm, i mean i guess newbie me is like oh that sounds pretty cool that's a it's mm. a happy day right you know i'll give it a couple hours and then i kind of heard you know they, they just didn't wake up so mm. so i think he was like 18 or 19 he just got married to his his high school sweetheart and baby on the way mm. and hmm. that was that so
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: So from there, I think was, I think toward the end, I got um, <laughs> I got a little twitchy toward the end. I think I was running a little bit on nerves too much, but um, toward the end, I could if they said con- someone said contact, I had like everything within seconds. You know, call this. I'm already calling, but I, I annoyed brigade because they like don't. Don't ask us for assets. And I'm always telling them. I just, I just want, I just keep telling them. I just want to know what's in the area in case we ask for it. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. I'm just trying to keep myself, but they kept getting annoyed because I'm sure they think I'm asking for their thing. It's already on a plan. I'm no, I'm just asking what you have in the area, but I, mean, I had dealt that down in seconds and already knew if anyone said contact, but I mean, nothing ever really right. came of it. But toward the end, I was just kind of I don't know, I was just exhausted at the end. We weren't hmm. even there for that long. I I can understand guys I think we were there for almost seven, just short of seven months. I mean guys like I mean I was tired at the end of that. And, mm-hmm. and guys who did eighteen months like I, mean, I, I yeah. they must have been
1: beat. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. It just adds up.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So It's like I'm, I remember wording like if you, I think some Band of Brothers where it talks about they figured out that guys became operationally ineffective after ninety days of heavy combat. I don't know if they've ever run numbers mm. on you know low level in conflict where you
1: right like the the more modern style. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's like we had it pretty easy, and some of it I think I got tired because I was just running on nerves. Like I was came, went and prepped for. For war and at least mentally and mm-hmm. it was like this is a lot of boredom. So <laughs> I'm always amped up on nothing. So I kind of in, in, right. just retrospect is I should have found a better way to kind of just chill. Sure. Yeah, yeah, So Huh. But I mean it's it like I said, it was it's different for everyone. We had in the same brigade we had a, we had like a basically half a battalion an area the size of Rhode Island, and the same brigade, different battalion had like mm. was it like their their entire area was one town of about it was like seven square miles. Oh wow! And they were getting shot at all, all the time every day.
1: Oh okay. Oh interesting. So and you had massive territory. You had massive territory, but and- the thing
0: is, our our Afghan were fairly squared away. So they pretty much had it. I mean, there was a certain amount we where we were. We knew we controlled the road. It was the main road into um, Afghanistan for the everything that came through Pakistan on trucks. Mm-hmm. But and we knew, you know, kind of up north, they kind of they did their thing. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of where where the roads were were open, we controlled it, and where they weren't, then they did. So. It's kind of, so I were into some, to that I think, man, came home, I had, I had like, it was one of those things where it's like, once you, once you come home, you realize just how tired you were. And I was mm. like, it was kind of like, a, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I didn't, I underestimated just like, my vision just went I'm really bad for a couple, for a while. Just because I was I asked him about it, when they were, you know, medically, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're just tired. It'll go away." It's mm. <laughs> like, "Oh, didn't realize you get that bad." So, huh. after that, I think I, don't know, I was a little bit, a little butt because they broke up my brigade after that. Like right after we got home, <laughs> it's like I was my unit. And I'm just like, mm. <laughs> but. <laughs> i didn't think i could get you know this organization but it was like kind of like that was mine why do you have to get rid of it right right i still got the commitment to firearms i thought it was kind of cool and but i went down to arizona and that i think yeah i i was kind of i mean it's kind of to me it was just kind of like It was a kind of a frustration. It was interesting because basically I went down there, and because I was short, they're like, we need a body in supply. So they put me in supply, and then they have a supply NCO who actually knows how to do her job. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I'm kind of bubbling. So it ends up she does most of the work, and I just kind of carry boxes around everywhere. Right, so, right. it was kind of like, okay. I mean, I saw some things in, that were frustrating in terms of just, you know, I mean, working with civilians, they weren't necessarily bad people, but there's a reason that, um, kind of the official reason why they swap military guys about every three years and swap units and keep, so you don't get an old boys' club. Oh, sure. So when you have a couple of civilians that have been there for 20 years, altogether, you have an old boys' club. Mm-hmm. And they're not necessarily bad people, but they kind of control everything. Sure, and yeah. And... They kind of, they know how to keep the right people happy, and I mean, I don't think they were really bad, but it was kind of frustrating dealing with them sometimes. I mean, they probably did a better, they probably actually did a better job than I could have, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, you're supposed to, you create a situation where they create their own job security.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Instead of kind of perpetuating the kind of, the Army ideal, at least, is that you're constantly training the next generation. always. Always. The next generation. So it's kind of interesting. It was I finally made sergeant there. And at that point, I was having some health problems, and it was kind of like, Ugh. I wanted to kind of go do more, but I just I was like, if I stay in, I'm going to end up getting a medical. Mm. So uh, my contract was running out, and I'm not gonna not gonna push for that. So
1: sure, sure. Huh? What would you? What's your advice to kids who ask you about they're they're thinking about joining the military, when um, they ask you for advice? What what or if someone did? I don't know if someone has, but um, how would you respond to that? What would your advice? if you have
0: anything medical, record it. Make sure it's written down. And go to sick call.
1: Oh, while you're in.
0: I hate sick call. I I hate the way that. Basically, they set it up so that you skip PT, which is. If you're a shammer, that's what you do. You'd want to get out of the hard part of the day. Mm. So if you're not a shammer, then you'd be like, I don't want to skip PT. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But just just go to sick call. Like, I hated it. I mean, but. Is kind of, I should have gone for some things. I, take care of your knees. Go to a chiropractor. Get a massage. Get a um. Take care of your joints. I mean, some of that's more for if you're, I'm I'm six foot four. I'm a big guy, so joints are important. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, the same thing. Learn how to run. If there is a correct way to run. I didn't do it and I paid for it.
1: Mm, sure. Um, uh, um,
0: they started toward the end after the damage was already done. They started learning that the army started, it was actually an army trainer that they sent me to. It was called, it was called the pose running method. It's basically just the way that professionals runners run. Mm. And so that they can, you know, run thousands of miles and not destroy their joints. um, but learn how to run, learn to do it, and and practice it because, I mean, if you want to have a long career in the army, then you'll it'll it'll eliminate a lot of pain toward the end of it. Right, right. So, um, hmm. I mean, go to the gym. I I made the mistake of not doing so. It's it's to me, I I went in a lot of my. Mentality was that I approached it as an intellectual exercise. You know, how do you be a good analyst? Mm-hmm. But I mean, and that's kind of what my idea of professional development. Is I'll go read a book. Where mm. the catches is, is there's a certain amount of unfair bias towards PT scores just because they're easy to read on a sure on a piece sure. of paper. The first <laughs> sergeant he's looking at. You know, who do, who do we promote? So this guy's got a three hundred. Well, that's a, that's a good thing. Whereas you know, this guy has a lot of generic army knowledge and knowledge about the history of tactics and mm-hmm. uh, that's a little harder to test for. They harder, should harder to quantify too. Harder to yeah. quantify, and they and this I've they really especially for skills based stuff. I think they they really fail or could do better at least in terms of how do you. why don't we have a skills test for this Mm -hmm. that, you know, should go into your record. Uh, And, you know, this guy has scored 80% or 100% on the skills test. So that's, that should be something that they take into account when they're looking at, you know, who do we promote? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of a joke that, but the the sad thing is it's a little bit too close, uncomfortably true that, you know, if you could, you could be as lousy as your job as, as long as you don't do anything.
1: Right. Yep, as long as you get a good PT score. And you can be lousy at your job.
0: As long as you don't get in trouble. And yeah. you have a good peace story score. And you yeah. will get promoted ahead of your peers. Ahead of your another, betters, even maybe. Ahead of your betters, yeah.
1: <laughs> so Which is where which is where the salt really lands on the wound. <laughs> yes, very much so.
0: And I mean I honestly I was not a very good soldier, but I think I, I could have It's just like I said I, I said earlier, in terms of it's difficult to be a good, in my mind, it's difficult to be a good soldier and be a good analyst. It's Mm -hmm. not impossible, but it's not something that comes naturally.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So I kind of leaned in internally. I always tried to make myself a better analyst. I didn't spend as much time when I should have. On being a good soldier, on you know maintaining that physical fitness, and some of that was just I didn't like it. To be fair, it's just kind of a little. I should have been worked a little harder on it, but mm-hmm. it was, so it was just kind of you know. Internally, I kind of thought it was stupid, which is not right. It was not correct because you really do need that, mm. and you sure. should be. And, and some of it's it's not necessarily a strict intelligence because if you're if you're an analyst, if you they don't care as much but if you can go out it's a way to generate respect with a lot of combat units is be really good at physical fitness because then you're kind of you're one of them and you can interact with them and you can Mm kind of be buddies with them and you know that's how you get you know the little things that they they'll talk to you a lot of that social stuff you know what do you see on patrol today man right right It's it's one
1: thing to be a pogue but it's another if you also look like one that's a that's a marine thing
0: I guess, yeah, yeah, I mean, we kind of joked about how s one is after had a bunch of the the um, the gym rats in it, and they're like, what do you what does s one need the gym rat for? i could you just give me my paperwork on time <laughs> right <laughs> right, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, huh, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of funny because it's like you say I saw it against multiple units, you know s one sergeants that are just like have to be harder than everyone else they go, do you kind of just this PT that's harder because it's harder. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yay, but can I get my paperwork done? <laughs> yeah,
1: good for you, but you're not helping me.
0: <laughs> I put my leave in. Do you still have that? Do right. I need to put give you another copy? Right, right. So, I mean, yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, this is, it's kind of, it's a give and take. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I got two brothers that went in and after me, I advise both of them not to, um, and both of them love it. Mm. So, I mean, there's, there's give and take. I think it's a great learning experience. And I think if you approach it that way, it's, you'll, if you, if, and I mean, that's kind of a general life advice. If you approach everything, you know, if it turned out crappy, well, that was a learning experience. Mm, and what mm-hmm. can I, what can I pull from that? Sure. And so, I mean, I think if, for me, it turned, it was, I, I learned a lot. Learned about You learn how to handle yourself in a lot of ways that I didn't really have it before, prior to that. Mm. So I mean, for me, it was great. I mean, some of it I think I benefited because I I went in because I knew I was not I was a social not not outcast but something of a social misfit. I just sure prior to that and that I just didn't have that. I knew I was going in. I knew I would it would suck for a while, and it very much did. But you embraced so, it. I embraced it. Embraced it. Yeah, that is, yeah I I <laughs> didn't even mean to lead into that, and you pulled it right out. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot of funny moments, a lot of learned to just live, with. just, I mean, I already had dark humor, but you got a lot of things that you can just laugh at it. It's just like, it's, it doesn't actually matter that much. Some of it's, mm. some of it's just, you know, you. I mean, we we kind of joke about how it builds character, but it does, it does. Mm-hmm. Sure. So.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's true.
0: So I mean it's I mean some of that's also I mean it kind of uh, the thing no one wants to admit is that I don't know how I say this. I mean, the thing that really hurts in the army is the fact that you can't walk away. But at the same time, that's that builds because you have to. You made a commitment. You know you're going mm-hmm. to stick with it. And I mean, sure. It's like it's kind of funny when I was a basic. I mentioned I to the people, how many of you, when you're running in the dark and you're tired and you're, you're like, I hope I spray my ankle in this hole, and then you jump over the hole. And you're like, I hope I spray my. Ankle. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> if I could just get out of this, this is miserable. Right. right. I hope I. Spray, no, I cannot do that to myself. <laughs> So it's just kind of getting learning that you know, know, yeah, this is crappy, but you know, not actually doesn't stop me. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. So, yeah, it's worth it's worth going. I mean, I think it's if you're not sure, go for I would say go for you know, two or three years and. I think you? I would. I'd say at least three. I think you need three to really get a feel for it. Mm. If I mean, you might not like it at the beginning, and then you realize, you know, this is really where I'm at.
1: Do they have two year contracts?
0: I don't think they do days. anymore. Okay. I think they did. They were really trying to get people in for mm. for combat arms.
1: Sure, sure. That's something that I could see having a shorter contract for. But anything that takes training, they'd probably need a longer contract um, just to justify the training time.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know. Hmm. I am uncomfortable with your state, your implication that combat arms doesn't require training. I don't think that's what you meant to say, but yeah.
1: Sure. Not that specifically, but I could see it. You know? Yeah.
0: um, yeah, They're just trying to get people in. Yeah. And I think they turned away from it. Because it just—it was like people aren't here long enough. They're just checked. They're they're already they're already short or they're already checked out when they've by the time they've arrived. So, mm. but I mean, there's something to be said for having. I mean, it's a lot of countries will do two year. It's just part of your your kind of a, the social contract or the you know, sure yeah, yeah. I think South Depending Korea does on... the two year or is it? It might be. I don't know. I think it's two years in South Korea that you're you have to be part of the army between i think by the time you're twenty eight you have to, you can get a little bit of flexibility but sure a lot yeah, of countries will do that for two years and
1: especially in countries where they have a mandatory yeah um involvement then yeah. there's less need for long term
0: yeah but also it, it it gives familiarity i mean the thing is is i mean Israel's the same way their country that's mm. mm-hmm. I mean, Israel even more so but they they're they're always were there, and if they need the entire nation to go under arms for, they can do that. And you know they're not going to be as effective as professional soldiers, but sometimes you don't need. I mean, sure. I, I don't care how many cool schools you go to. If you got a hundred guys lined up at the other end of the field with automatic rifles, you're not going to cross that field. Right. So.
1: Yeah, any uh, final thoughts or wrap-up? Um,
0: no, I think I already got them.
1: Cool. Well, thanks. Appreciate it. I'm good. Glad I finally, 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 finally got, got you on me, here. Got
0: me on here. It's been a while.
1: <laughs> a, a real struggle. A real yeah. fight, so to speak.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of How I Embraced the South. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend. And as my Girl Scout den mother used to say, stay frosty.
2: And thinking of what was that thing over there. She has too many cats, but it's dead.